Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees, every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. What's up, everybody? Another weekend, which means another best bits and my favorite part. This is best bits part one with Scuba Steve. What's yeah, up? it's the best best bits. Best best bets bits. Be- 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 I, I can't say that five times fast. No chance. Best 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 that seems like a fair answer. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Well, we're going to dive in because you are busy and we got uh-huh. some stuff to talk about. Yeah, so, we do. Kane Brown is coming in at the number seven spot. He talked to Bobby and cleared up some confusion about that whole boot story that got thrown on stage. And crazy fun fact that happened in Wichita. My parents were at that show. So oh, I were? heard about it before it ever made TMZ. Oh, awesome. And we used my mom's photo on the blog because she had taken a picture of Kane Brown. I was like, Heck sweet, yeah. I got the inside scoop going on. Did you give her the photo credit though? No, sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. <laughs> you're getting it now. That's where you get it. I don't think she even knows it got used. No. She just sent it to me for fun. And I was like, hey, I could use that. That's a great picture, mom. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. But we're not talking about Kane Brown. We are going okay. to talk about mysteries that may be going on. And I'm going to tell you why we're okay. talking about this. So you all can right. kind of think maybe there's something that happened and you don't really have all the answers. Okay. I got sent an Amazon package. It showed up on my front porch. Very excited about it. I love when I get a package. I'm about to like open it up, rip it open. So excited. Oh, there was blood on the package. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I posted that and several people wrote me back and were like, if it's blood, pour hydrogen peroxide on it and it'll bubble. 
Okay. If it's not, it's like ketchup or something. Yeah. And so I poured hydrogen peroxide on it and done it up. It bubbled. It bubbled. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely blood. Uh, so either my Amazon driver really went through it to deliver me that package, or there is yeah. some unsolved mystery out there in the world that my package may have had something to do with. So yeah, that or is like Remy, one of those dogs that like is like the quintessential meets the mailman out front, bites him in the butt. No, no, no I, didn't, I didn't think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, that's your package, mom. No, yeah. it's definitely coming from the whoever my delivery driver was. Okay, okay. So that's really weird. And I just threw away the. F- I was like, I don't want to be involved. I I don't, don't want to know. Yeah. What you did? What happened? I'm just gonna throw this away and pretend like it didn't. Yeah. But now it's going to forever be an unsolved mystery. That is definitely an unsolved mystery. Doom, 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 doom. So that's why, that's why I bring this to the table. Do you have anything in your life that's kind of like an unsolved mystery? An unsolved mystery. Yes. So this is kind of weird and dark and we'll see where this goes. Oh boy. I love when you say that to me. (laughs) I just popped in my head. I was like, I don't really have one. Oh, I do have one. I've always got one. Right. So. This was a really long time ago, back when AOL, and if we already talked about this, you can stop me and I'll think of another one. But back when AOL was a thing and all your conversations in a chat room or somewhere always started with ASL and pick question mark. I don't know if this is too old for you. Okay, the AOL isn't, but the ASL pick thing, I, yes. I don't feel so familiar with. A is age, S is sex, L is location, and pick was send me a pick. So age, sex, location, pick. Almost that's every, everything started with? Almost every chat room. You walked into a chat room and be like, Brrr, ASL, and you see a bunch of like, it'd be like 14 slash M slash Florida, and then it'd be a pick or it'd be whatever. And it was like a lot of young ages oh, wow. on AOL. And then you see some older ones and everyone's like, ooh, get out of here, old man. <laughs> but it was always a bunch of like teenagers and everyone doing their whole thing. And then if someone would send a pic, then all of a sudden, if someone liked your pic, you would then get this separate chat that would pop up. And, and next thing you know, you're chatting away with whoever this is, which you would usually think it was a girl or a guy. But a lot of times it was probably a guy. Your hope is that it is who they said they were. You were hoping it was this hot 16 year old girl with this <laughs> awesome pic that she sent. But it was probably some 50 year old man in his mm. basement at his mom's house doing whatever he was doing. But yeah, you know no what he was verification doing. back in the no, no, <laughs> oh, no. Everyone had names. It didn't matter what it was. And, and a lot of times I wouldn't even lie about my age. I think I was like 10 or 11. And I'd be like 15 male Florida and send like a pic of someone else that I would, you'd find on <laughs> Google or it was Google back then. It was like Netscape or some crap. But I fell into this thing and then I was talking to this girl for a really long time, like months and months and months and months, which felt like years. And the conversation was all about all these things. And then like, oh, I so you were like really vibing. I was vibing with this girl and she would send me pictures and they always seem like they always seem like the same girl. So it wasn't like it was like I was getting different pictures. But again, you I was getting like different varieties of pictures. Scuba? Well, that's the thing. So the varieties I was getting usually was clothed photos. OK. And then it pivoted Good. into naked shots of her and friends. Oh, wow. And at 11 years old, you're like, whoa, awesome. Mm. But as somebody who's now an adult and a father and knows what th- you're always like, whoa, this is creepy. Yeah. Because what 15 year old girl has naked pictures of herself. Um, yeah. And and multiple girls in a picture of, of themselves, younger, naked children. You're thinking like, oh, my God, was I talking to like a pedo? Uh, <laughs> and you never found out. You never found out who was on the other side. Of never that. found out. And this girl will like, talk to me and be like, I'm going to save myself for you. And like so, telling me all these things. And I'm given I'm 11 years old. Like I didn't have sex until I was like 18, 19. So like wasn't even my like even if we were to meet up, I wouldn't know what to do with myself with somebody else. 
I mean, you were also 11. I was 11. But you would see, you were exposed, the internet exposed you to so much at such a young age and seeing so many things. And so my, I guess the unsolved mystery is because then she was she to talk about things that I won't get because it's so dark of like things that happened to her. I was, I was trying to save myself for you and something happened. And I was like, oh, hopefully you're OK. And I'm like, it was just really weird. And I was but then at 11, you're just kind of playing into it. And like you're, it's almost like a, a mystery that you're like you're following along or this like storyline you're oh, following yeah. along. And it's cool. And like every I couldn't wait to to get to my dad's house to log on to America online and talk to this girl and see what happened or what was what she was doing or what naked pictures going to send me this weekend, <laughs> which mind you, oh. my parents were divorced. So this would never happen. My mom's house. She wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Uh, my dad's house. It was like free for all. He didn't give a crap. He was drunk on the couch or coked out. He didn't care what was going on. Damn. So it was like really weird. And it oh. was this unsolved Over mystery. Under, I feel like this is absolutely a dude in a basement. Oh, for There's sure. So much backstory and so much to that, which is even crazy creepier considering he had those photos yes but like just there's too much yes like 16 i'm a 16 year old girl we don't talk that much like especially when we like are on yeah. the internet we're just like hey it's yeah. not like <laughs> i'm giving you my life story it's like what's up yes it's just like guys like we don't have a lot to say and which makes me think it would be either somebody older and somebody like a man pretending to be a woman. That's exactly because even when I would talk to girls from my school, we we knew each other. So there was more there was a conversation. It was never that avenue of conversation. It was yeah. about other things. But they would talk. But yes, and you talk to a, a stranger girl, a lot of times they'd be like, ew, go away if it was like a real girl. Yeah. Or like, oh I'm not talking about that or I oh yeah or whatever. But for some to be so engaging and then to send them with these weird naked pictures, you're like, at the time, cool, but now you're looking back at it in retrospect, you're like, that was effing weird. Uh yeah. And especially uh Older girl talking to a younger boy. Yeah, because she was that like 16, also 17. very often. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So really weird, the unsolved mystery. And I don't think I ever want to know the answer of that mystery. Uh, yeah, I don't think you're ever going to answer. I don't think I ever will ever get the answer. But like, yeah. if I'm placing a bet, it's definitely a man in his basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm placing that bet and I think those are the better odds. Dang. Yeah, really Yours weird. Yours is forever. Mine's forever because I threw away the evidence. So yes. we have two genuinely unsolved oh, mysteries. mysteries. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I, I'd, I'd like to know the answer to yours. Mine, I don't ever want to know because it's just way too weird, <laughs> creepy and dark and disgusting. But yours, I want to know what the hell happened. Like, how did the blood get on there? What was the steps? Maybe it wasn't even the driver. Was it what, what happened between Amazon? Maybe it was a guy at Amazon who's putting together the packages and sliced his finger on a machine. And it was this whole thing. And then Amazon's trying to trying cover to it up. Was a message to me? Were they like in danger and they needed yeah. the package? And you're supposed to check the DNA and swipe it <gasps> to figure out who it was. I'll never know. It was some sort of like indentured servant at Amazon in Seattle. And they're they're like paying 12 year old kids and, and it's a whole illegal operation. And they were hoping you'd be the one to break the case. Well, now I feel bad. I threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> but I really don't want to be involved. You know, blood, mystery blood, not my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not your thing. I don't think it's anyone's thing. It's unless you're like a forensics type person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we've got, we've got mysteries there, but this yeah. is even more perfect for us to lean into our next segment where we've got the show who shared their strong opinions on something small. Scuba, I know yeah. we both got some strong opinions on something small. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> something small. Scuba. Okay, all right. And I was going to say, I'll leave my wife out of it because we have little small arguments here and there about no, things. No, no, no. Like something more generic, maybe a little bit more funny that like somebody's going to be like, you're ridiculous. Um, you want to think about it? I can show you. I yeah, can yeah. Show give mine. me a second to think about it so you can do yours. Okay. So mine is that. Apple is absolutely better than Android and Windows. Like there's no oh, argument. Yeah. Like everybody who's like, I love my Android. I love you're just lying to yourself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Lie. Yes. Apple is so much better. 
It's more user friendly. It's more compatible with everyone. Mm-hmm. When you send a photo to another Apple phone, it comes through as the full image and the full video. Like I'm in text groups with my wife's family, and there's one effer that's got a Samsung. Oh, that's and my so, pet peeve. Yeah, when you send the text or you send a video or they send a video, it comes in like the size yeah. of like a thimble, yep. and, and it's all grainy and crappy. And you're like, I want to see the video, but I can't see it. Like, mm-hmm. ugh, email it to me or something. Or yep. send it to somebody who has the, who has a, I don't know. It's just, yes, I, I'm annoyed by I'll it too. I'll admit, there's sometimes like I've been on a date with a guy and he had an Android and I kind of thought twice. I was like, hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know about this, my guy. I don't know yeah. that I can be texting back and forth with a green bubble. Okay. My yeah. Whole life. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's a lot. This isn't going to work out. <laughs> not only do you not want children, but you have a green bubble. <laughs> yeah. There's bigger reasons, but I'm not going to lie. It, yeah. It played a factor. Okay. It's definitely like, I'm like, it's too just like the technology difference. So much easier technology to utilize Apple than yeah. it is Windows, Android. They're just not as user friendly. Totally, yes. And like I have a cousin who has the Samsung and the phones are cool and they really do have some really cool technology in it. And it's awesome. But I guess we're just so used to because this has been around since 06, 07. Uh, and we've always had every generation of it. And it, yeah, it's changed over the years, but it's changed slightly and it's changed with our culture so we've been able to adapt to it over time yeah. whereas samsung is like this completely rigid system that that i'm just not familiar with at all and it's totally different and yeah there are some cooler things in it but i just don't really care no and whenever we have to get on like our work computers and their windows i'm like i don't know what's happening i don't I know, know yeah. any of these buttons i don't know any of these icons i don't want to know yeah yeah so, well, so i'm multiverse in that because i have my desktop which is all windows and then i have my laptop which is mac so i'm still pretty which good one do you use more though um, I use the laptop a whole lot more mm-hmm. and I use the desktop just for and more to have like an additional screen. I bet the additional screen and it's faster to print from Yeah, and I can do some things because our shared drive folders are on the, on that cause Got it's you. on the system and on the, on the network. So yeah. So, but you're always going to choose to use that. Oh yeah. I'll always choose my mm-hmm. Mac. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh I yeah. I told you. So that's one of them. Yeah. Another one is if you use somebody's streaming service and you start watching something and you don't finish it and then it stays in the keep watching tab. Yeah. Irks me to no end. Finish whatever the frick you were watching. I don't yeah. care if you use my account or whatever. Just finish it. Just finish it because then it's in my keep watching tab and I'm not going to keep watching it. Yeah. And it just stayed there forever. Can you get rid of that? Like, is there's no way to like delete it or get rid of it. On Once it's there, it's there. there are. On but some Netflix, streaming you can't, apps. right? Netflix, you can via their app on the phone. Oh, uh, well, I watch it on my freaking TV, not oh, on my so phone. Oh, so like I use my app. I'll just go on and like delete and then it, oh. it shows up on my TV. Why can't you do it on Roku? Why can't they allow you to do it there on the actual TV? I don't know. HBO Max, you can. Okay. Um, Amazon Prime, I haven't figured it out. Hulu, I haven't figured it out. Disney, I have. Okay. Disney's on the app, I okay. believe. So there are ways to do it. But still, I'm like, this is just so much work. Just finish whatever you're watching. Yeah. Or let it play and don't watch. I don't care. Just get it off my freaking keep watching. T- yeah. That's how I like... Like that keep watching tab is like my TV checklist. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And if somebody else is on there, then I can never check the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it bothers my OCD, as you can tell. But yeah. Oh yeah. OCD is where I'm usually at with this. All right. So I thought of one. Okay. Um, I actually have two. And the first one I'll get into really quick. And the second one I'm really going to dive into. Okay. So, so the first one is people who respond to emails and they put something like gentle reminder and I'm like, you just sent me this email 12 hours ago. How can you gently remind me on something that's going to take a couple of days to get back to you? Don't gently remind me anything when you haven't even really even reminded. There's no even point for a reminder yet because you just sent it. Also, isn't that kind of a contradictory statement? Like gentle reminder, but like a reminder is not gentle. Yeah, it's not one at of all. those phrases. <laughs> yeah, a reminder is like just like 
a reminder. Yeah. Nothing gently about it. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not like a, a little touch on the shoulder. Exactly. It's like a, it's a tap. Like reminder. Please pay attention to me. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I already responded to you and told you, give me a second, or I'll give this to you in X amount of whatever, whatever the email may be in your corporate mm-hmm. life. And so a gentle reminder bothers the hell out okay. of me. Okay. All and right. And then the other one, this has bothered me for a very, very long time. And it seems to happen a lot more and more now. And, and there's no reason for it, especially if you're a civilized adult and you know how to turn things off is I cannot stand automation when it comes to a lot of things, but in particular sinks and soap dispensers. Oh, and like where sometimes they won't come on. Sometimes they don't work. Mean sometimes <laughs> every single time you go up to an automated sink, mm-hmm. every single time you, you do this, like put your hand there and you're like, okay. Okay, and you hold it there, and you're trying to find the sensor. The sensor doesn't even, I don't even know where the sensors are, because I, I've looked under them, I've looked around them, I don't even, I, I don't even think there are even our sensors. I think it just turns on randomly. <laughs> and for soap, too, and then then you can't use soap, and you're then you're hobbling around to each one of the different sinks, because the soap worked here, and the water doesn't work here, or the so, water worked here, but the soap, it's just, it's so stupid. Give me my damn handles back. I know. I think the reason they did that, too, is because of germs, because germs are so bad in public restrooms. I think that was the point of them. But yeah. if that's the point of them, then they have to work because otherwise people then won't even wash their hands. And then there's even, then there's, then there's, de- and then I'll tell you what, there are people who are not washing their hands even more yep. because they can't even get them to come on. Yeah. Cause they don't work. Yeah. It's super annoying. And you don't, and then my thinking of it is you're not really going to have germs because you're washing your hands. And then when you're done, you can hit it with your wrist, like the, the turning off the faucet or whatever. So you can eliminate. Yeah. But you know, most people don't use their wrists. Have yeah. you watched people in the bathrooms? <laughs> it's sketchy, okay? <laughs> it is very sketchy, yeah. <laughs> but I do think that's why. I think that's where they came from. But yeah, they, they don't. They're almost as bad as the McDonald's ice cream machine. Yeah, well, that's that's the employee's fault. Because I used to work there. And that's just somebody who's who... who who, so the, the whole story on that is it's never broken. Ooh, so you're telling me it's a conspiracy theory? No, conspiracy you. theory. It's factual. It I know, is, but like it's a it's a conspiracy theory that it's broken all the time. When in reality, oh yes, it's never broken. It's because Jessica or Sarah or Tim or Bob or whoever wanted to shut things down sooner so they can get out quicker. So they shut down the ice cream machine, and either at the end of their shift or the, at the end of the day of the restaurant because it was their duty or whatever. So when they close it down, they go, because they close it down, They it's been empty, they clean it out for the next day or the next shift. And so instead of just saying, oh, oh, let me give me a second to restart it back up, or or I'm sorry, I was trying to get out of here faster, they just say it's broken. When it's never broken, it is 100% the employee who has cleaned it up and put it away for the day and doesn't want to restart it up again. I mean, fair, but yeah, you would think that McDonald's would have jumped in by now to like shut down that whole theory of like, no, our ice ice cream machines aren't broken. We need to figure this out. Well, the problem is a lot of these are owned by, it's like a guy who owns like 10 to 15 of them. He's not going around checking them to see what it is. And plus, if anyone's closing it down and cleaning it, they're doing something right. They're cleaning it and putting it away. There's no one patrolling them at that time at 9 p.m. Yes, but that's leaving broken. money on the table, my guy. It is, but McDonald's makes enough money. They're not worried about that's probably ice true. cream, that one ice cream sale every once in a while. So it comes down to somebody who is not being lazy, but being lazy. They're closing it down, which is great, but they're doing it way too soon so they can get out sooner. All right. Well, so it's we, not broken. We got your two things and we got a fixed conspiracy theory. Yes. And if you for a hack, if you want fresh French fries, tell me you want no salt because that means they have to put them like, ah, crap. Because they because as soon as they make them, they put them in the in the uh, they take them from the vat. They put them in the thing where the fries live mm-hmm. and they immediately salt them. So oh, you say you the, want no salt. The salt is what makes it so delicious. You can get the salt and put it on yourself.
It's the yep. same salt that they give in the packets. You know, you're probably right. But listen, oh, I know when they right. come all, all <laughs> salty, so good. You do it yourself. That way you get, but what's better? Fresh french fries that you added salt to or soggy gross fries they added salt to that sat there for 15 minutes? You know, I like the mischief, like the, the little mystery of when I order, am I going to get soggy fries there or am I going to get hot and salty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like playing that game. <laughs> it's like a game. I'm like, what are we going to get today? It's a terrible game because the loser is always going to be you. It's not them. Uh, I do love a squishy fry sometimes, though. You really like a squishy fry? Yeah, sometimes. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. The, they, they got a lot of salt on them. Don't ask me. I just love fries. I, I don't discriminate against a fry. Okay. All right. <laughs> I even take on fries, and I bring them home, and I heat them up because I love fries. You heat them up in the microwave, or you put them in the oven? No, the microwave. Microwave? Oh, mm-hmm. it doesn't taste the same for me. It gets all rubbery. They do a little bit, but then you just if you let them like heat up and cool down for a second, then they kind of go back to, to middle ground. Okay. But I've always been weird for taking my fries home, but I love fries. <laughs> I love fries. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. I have always said that I am a potato. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your innards are all of a, what, what do they call those, gourds? No, is that a gourd? No. Nope. It's a potato. A potato is just starches. Starches, that's what it is. You're a starch. I'm full of starches. Full of starches. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, those are some good ones. But quick, okay. before we head into this break, I need to know we're going to end on a high note, not a low note. Okay, high note. Let's do it. What is your favorite thing in your pantry right now that you're eating that you really love? Oh, man, I love these things that I get from Publix. They're these plain rice cakes. And this, the no salt, like they have ones where they have like light salt and they got the the cheddar ones. We buy all those too. But I just love these like really boring ass plain <laughs> circular disc rice cakes that oh, they're made by either Publix or that oatmeal guy, that guy with like the hat. Quaker um, guy. Quaker guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I love those. Just so by themselves, you eat them plain. By themselves, plain. And then my son loves them now too. We eat them together on the way to baseball practice. So those are like your version of chips. Yeah, exactly. Chips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It has nothing to do with health. It's just something that I just really like. Yeah. I'm not oh, health conscious at all. I'm not talking all. about health. Yeah, here. yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just saying, what's your favorite thing in your that's, pantry? That's favorite thing in the pantry is that by far. Okay. That and my, and my um, sweet and sour sauce from, you know, or sweet chili sauce from 99 Ranch that I get shipped in from San Francisco. I feel like you could put that on the rice cake. You probably could. I haven't tried that, but now I will. Yeah, I feel like that would mix well together. Yeah. That's a great combination. Scuba Steve, you can't see him right now, but his eyes just lit up. Oh, like, yeah, with yes. my twitching right eye and my other eye yeah. is lit up. <laughs> That's great. I, see, and this is something you could also put on your rice cakes. I'm obsessed mm. with it. My niece and nephew came to town, and I had to get them snacks because they have to be gluten-free. Uh-huh. And there's this peanut butter chocolate spread. Okay. And it's peanuts blended with cocoa, and I eat it with, like, pretzels, and it tastes amazing. It's like peanut butter but chocolate peanut butter. Who makes it? What is it? It's from Peanut Butter & Co., Okay. It's like peanut butter and delicious or something. Uh-huh. And I'm telling you, like, I used to just eat, like, apples with peanut butter or whatever yeah, too, or yeah. pretzels with peanut butter. And this is, like, a little bit healthier form of Nutella. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, because it's peanut butter. We There's a little bit more protein. I found it at Walmart. Okay, Walmart? Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Just, like, buy all the little um, peanut, peanut butter, butter section, jars yeah. and stuff. Peanut butter and jelly area, okay. Yeah, so all it's right. just peanuts and cocoa. Okay. And it's delicious. It's delicious. Speed of delicious. I got an email that says the Vegetas are ready in 55. Oh, we got to go have a little lunch break. What? Then we'll be back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Well, you guys have heard our one of our show's theme songs that was written by a guy named Canine in Florida. He wrote it just because he wanted to and sent it to us and said we could use it for the post show. Well, he finally stopped by the studio in person to sing the theme song live that happened on the show this week. But we're not talking Canine because that's happening on the bits right here. Scoop and I are going to talk about a concert that him and I both just went to that was epic. Which one was that? Luke Combs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, dang, I've been to so many concerts. Yeah. What was it? It was Luke Combs yeah. at Nissan Stadium. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I want to know your thoughts. Like, what was your favorite part of it? Well, I like the fact that it was bring your parent to show day because Kevin, who works in the show behind the scenes and does 25 whistles, he brought his dad. And then Abby shows up a few minutes later with her mom. And then Brooke, who works here in the building for the Big 98, brought her mom. And then another guy who works... Uh, as one of our affiliates in San Francisco, he kind of flipped it and he brought his son. So it was like a family affair at the show. It was it was really cool. And you had your wife. That I was technically wife, a family affair. A family affair. Who's a mother. But then there was children. me with my best friend. And there's you with your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Morgan being Morgan. So I, I ruined it. I screwed it up. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping you to bring your mom or your dad or somebody. Yeah. I've been trying to get him to come down for a concert. They always come down for CMA Fest. And okay. that's like 5,000 concerts in one. Exactly. And it's coming up in like a few months anyways. Yes. Less than a few months. A couple months. Oh, uh, yeah. Very soon. Yeah. So your favorite part of Luke Combs was not Luke Combs, but it was family day. It was fa it was really it actually <laughs> was really cool because then you got to meet everyone's parents or mm -hmm. whatever they brought with them. And Kevin's dad is a riot because it was really weird, too, because Kevin's from SoCal. And, and that's how we bonded from living in L.A. And I lived in L.A. But his dad comes in. He's all like, hey, what are you doing? He's all like super upper uh, northeast sounding. And I was like, what the hell? And then I was like, <laughs> how does so SoCal? And of course, obviously, people aren't. 
you know, he moved, duh. Mm-hmm. I mean, people, you, just because they sound so, like away doesn't mean that's anyways. So he moved to the West Coast, and that's where he met Kevin's mother, and I'll let I'll let him tell you the story one day. Yeah, but but give us <laughs> like telling Kevin's life story. Kick off <laughs> Kevin, by the way, is how yes. you guys may know him. <laughs> but it was cool to talk to him. We bonded over. He always uh, coached Kevin's sports teams, and I'm now coaching my son's t-ball team. So it's kind of cool to talk to him and get some pointers and tips and things like that. Um, and so I, I kind of enjoyed more hanging out with the uh, parents of the, of the staff. I mean, the show was Rude. great. I feel offended because uh. I didn't have a parent there and I am also the staff. So I feel offended doubly. I had fun with you for a little bit because you helped me and you gave me a gymnastics tip for my daughter. I did. So, we so didn't get a useful. chance to hang out much, but I did hang out with your wife. I always hang out with her for a little bit every time I see her. We, yeah. we bond. Yeah, Chris Jansen's house. You guys hung out yeah. for a little bit. <laughs> we bonded over our love of sweets and yeah. sneaking over to the dessert table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, I got to go right now. I'm going to hang out with Morgan. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. I'll hang out with <laughs> Kevin and Pitts. But yeah, it was fun. I think that was, that was, I mean, the concert was great. It really, I mean, at Nissan Stadium, it was electric. People were hella drunk at like 4 p.m. before the show even started. There's a woman who fell on the ground, a guy who was already screaming obscenities. And I was like, it, the sun is still up. This thing hasn't even started yet. And y'all are already twisted. Oh, Scuba, that was, so I didn't see it at Luke Combs, but I went Uh to Lady A the night before and it was at the Ryman. So much, you know, nicer, a little bit, you don't expect as rough as a, intense crowd there yeah no a dude punched another guy the dude was bleeding from his face and he was about to get pushed over the balcony at lady a lady a at the and ryman their music gets played on like hot ac stations from like, the 80s 90s the and today classiest country shows yeah. of all time and there's a full-on fist fight happening in the balcony that is so odd uh-huh. i have a question about lady a were they on time or were they super late like always what they're always late they're, oh my god I, I went to a concert one time down in franklin and um and it was like a couple acts, Nico Moon and a couple others that came on. And then there was like this like thirty minute there's always an intermission between yeah. each act. They gotta switch things out or whatever. It was supposed to be twenty five, thirty minutes, forty five minutes goes by, an hour goes by, and they're still not on. And now it's like nine thirty and I'm like, I got kids at home and then we're all the way down oh. to Franklin. So we ended up leaving. I've never seen Lady A live. Because the two times I've went, it ended up being an hour plus late for them to come on. And I'm like, you, what? Last time this happened to me was Lady Gaga. and But I was like. I wonder then, if something happened. Because no, know. They went on right, like l- literally right on time. Oh, because Kevin said they went on late. Like they were like no, super late. Kevin left early. because He didn't even stay to get to the part of them getting on stage. Okay, so he left for a different reason. Okay. Yes, because he saw he also saw another fight happen. And he was like, <laughs> oh we're just going to leave. And I was like, okay, whatever. Because I showed up. Right uh-huh. after the opener, and it was like right at that intermission time, and yeah. I had the times of when everybody was supposed to go on from the yeah. label. They went it on right, on, right time. on time. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. So that so that seemed like oh, must be a, a reoccurring thing where they're always making everyone wait. No. Like it's some sort of like anticipation type thing. They do this on purpose to make no, you. No, I wonder if something that like happened back then, or there's yeah. something going on with touring. But yeah, no, this time they were right on time. Okay. And it was one of the coolest tours that I've seen because I've of the way they did them. it. Yeah, I want to see their set. I know they're amazing. I've just never seen it except for in our studio, but that's not like the same. No, it's full experience. Yeah. And this the idea behind the like. The request line was really cool. Like what oh, they right, did yeah. was play the voicemails over the speaker. Okay. And then they'd be like, okay, who's Kara that called in? Yeah. And they talked to him. They're like, the song is for you. Oh, whoa, it cool. was this very intimate setting. And they had so many songs and I knew every single one. I was like, this was unexpected for me to love it. I knew I was going to like it. I knew their vocals were going to be awesome. Yeah. But it was unexpected for me to love it as much as I did. 
Did um did they play Bobby's voicemails or no? They didn't. No. <laughs> it did not happen. I was wait. I even had my phone ready to like take Just a video. Case, yeah. And because they kept playing them. Uh-huh. Nope. And I stayed the whole time. I stayed through the encore. Uh-huh. No, they never, never got played. Oh, but dang. they did play them and they posted a video with yeah, it. Yeah, which is so I did, cool. I saw that. Yeah. But yeah, no, they, they didn't do it during the show. They could have done it during the second night at Nashville. Okay. They had two nights. Okay. They did. But. At the night that I was there, they didn't. They didn't do it. Okay, Mm-mm. that's cool. Yeah, I know a lot of their songs too, just because I've worked in other uh, genres of music, and they're one of those bands that has crossed over into like top forty pop, the hot AC uh, space. So I know all their songs mm-hmm. just because of that. And then coming here, like they're one of the only bands that comes through. And I'm like, oh, I know you from prior to my country career. Like this is really cool. Like, yeah. Oh my god, you're Lady A. Like you know, we, we've played your songs so many times. This is incredible. Mm-hmm. Well, I highly suggest now okay. going to see them, especially okay. with like if the request line tour comes. It's just yeah. such a cool idea and different type of tour than I've ever seen before. Okay, cool. And they're just really lot. good. They're really good performing. Oh, my God. Just vocals. And Charles got a standing ovation for his sobriety song. Oh, so he performed that one? He oh, did cool. by himself. Him and Dave were on stage with one of their other guitar players. Uh-huh. And then they had they had like a whole book and they're like, this is 17 years of songs that we've done. Damn. And you're just like, holy crap. And when they go through like all these different requests and these are like album cuts and you know them all and you just don't realize that, you know, so many of them. So it was really good. Like, I loved Luke Combs and it was rowdy. It was a great time. But like in that weekend, like Lady A crushed it. Okay. Yeah, so. and then the Ryman's a cool venue for, the, for like that kind of performance. Just besides the fighting that yeah, I besides saw. Besides the fighting, it was which like is crazy. doubled as a WWE night. And it sounds like that'd be at Nissan Stadium. That makes more sense, yes. obviously. You have Lanny Wilson performing, and that was another good. Lanny Wilson's great. Yes. Riley Green's pretty cool. Um, there's a moment there that kind of was like, okay, definitely in a country world. I won't get into that. I was like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, people. <laughs> there was a moment. There was a moment. It was like, Aah! I was like, shut the hell up. <laughs> I am obsessed with Lainey Wilson, though. I'm just obsessed with her. Oh, she's awesome. I love her. When she came in for the first time like two or three years ago, I got this immediate feeling, the energy that she exudes, the way she carries herself, the way she speaks, the way she performs, the way she answers things. I was like, oh, my God, this is the next generation of like a Dolly or a Reba Mm -hmm. or somebody of that ilk for this next generation. Just everything about her. I was like, wow, this chick is legit. Yeah. Like really awesome. And she stayed that way. When we were in the like the press room that we had access to at that uh-huh. show. And she came in, she saw me right away and she gave me a big hug. She's like, how are you? Like awesome. immediately. And I was just like, I mean, I know that we've, her and I have had a few moments outside of the show and stuff that we've interacted. Yeah. So we're um, acquaintances more than we're like, know each other because of work. You Getting know what I mean? Line, like there's yeah, all yeah. the levels, but I just adore her. Like I've just never had a bad interaction with her and she's incredibly talented. She is. Yeah. And a great singer. I'm just Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we cool. both we both love Lainey Wilson. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, big fan. Oh yeah, huge fan. That would that would probably be my highlight of Luke Combs. Like I love Luke With Combs, Lainey, and yeah. I sang my I sang my winning song. My friend got a video of me like rocking out to my uh, winning, winning song. Winning right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the beer, beer never yeah, broke, broke my, heart. my heart. Yeah, yeah. Not that it plays all that often. Yeah. Still my winning song. Yeah. Um, but I did. That was like the those two were the fun moments. But I did have a bad experience at Luke Combs. Okay, what was your bad experience? So we were on the pedestrian bridge afterwards, which is like a whole experience. If you ever come to Nashville, go to- I've never to done a, it before. Okay. Yeah. You guys need to. It's okay. like, a, it's something to experience and you'll do it once. You'll be like, cool. I experienced it. I'm good. Yeah, I've seen it. Like, well, so it's basically a bridge that connects you 
from like downtown Nashville yep. over to Nissan Stadium. It's it's what the purpose of it is, right? Yep. And okay. everybody before it's really after either a concert or a game, and everybody, especially after like a really cool moment, like a uh-huh. Luke Combs concert, everybody's walking over. Sometimes people start singing songs. It's like this whole kind of fan moment that happens. Yeah. Well, everybody's like high on life, and I asked my friend to take a picture for me. We didn't take any on the way over. And as I'm taking a picture, a guy walked by and blew smoke in my face. He was smoking a cigarette, blew smoke in my face, like on and purpose? laughed. Yes. So it wasn't like I did it, and like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It was like an intentional no. blowing in your face. Walked over to me, did it, and laughed, and then walked away as he was laughing. And it was a cigarette smoke? Yes. So, so it definitely smelled awful then. It wasn't, oh. it wasn't like he was trying to get you high or anything like or No. It was like- <laughs> there was nothing good about this experience in any way. And you get the mixture of his like probably beer breath uh-huh. and all the gross things he ate all day long. I was like so Ugh. appalled. Like, I didn't Ugh. even have words because I just didn't know what happened to me. How disrespectful and disgusting. Yes. I'm like, listen, if you want to give me a hard time for taking photos, cool, whatever. I, yeah. It is what it is. But blowing smoke in my face? Yeah. Is that really necessary? Yeah. On what level did you believe this is a good idea? Was he with a group of people by himself? He's or? with a woman. Wow. And what was her reaction? Like, stop that, Darren. I don't know if she was like on something too, and they were, oh, okay. just, you know, they both unaware. thought it was funny. She, yeah, she was kind of giggling, but she was kind of like, uh, like awkward laugh. Okay, like I can't believe you did that. And if I say something, he's gonna hit me. Like, that's the kind of guy that would hit. Kind of felt that energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I better not, better not say anything against him, or I'm gonna be getting beat on the way home. Yeah, gross. Baffled. What an awful human being. Mm-hmm. So start off on a high. Yeah, and then it ended pretty damn low. Yeah. <laughs> and I just was still walking. You know, thankfully I still don't have my smell. So I really got whiffs of the cigarette yeah. smoke. But it was just like it was all in my face and nothing sucks worse than secondhand smoke. Oh my God. Yeah. Secondhand smoke is my, my grandpa used to drive us to school like in the nineties. This is like when things just you didn't there were any rules. Mm-hmm. And my grandpa would drive us to school. In the morning, he smoked cigarettes up until a certain point when he had like a triple bypass and he then, of course, quit. But when we were kids, he'd drive us to school and he would drive in his old Buick and be smoking cigarettes on the way to school. And then he would almost like hot box the car. You know what like a hot box is? Yeah. Yeah. The windows are rolled up. Oh, but yeah. It, but they was just cracked like a sliver on only his window. So he's in the car driving, smoking a cigarette cracked window and then we were always like upset but we could never talk back because he was the old school generation he just kind of just sat there and sucked it up but then one day i remember my teacher because like she she was like you guys smell like like smoke is everything okay and i told the story oh my grandpa smoked cigarettes in the car and i think she then called my mom and was like what's going on here because then the next day or a couple whenever it had happened for like months maybe a year and then finally someone called us out and my mom we were in the car one day and then my grandpa was driving. He goes, oh, sorry. I guess I got to crack the window a little bit more because then I'll get in trouble for da 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 Like he went on this oh, whole just, rant. Just a little bit more though. Yeah. And then so he cracked, he went, and then he cracked it just a little bit more. And then he goes, oh, let me do your window too, Steven. And I, he thought I like ratted him out or something. And I was like, I didn't, and I, was like, I didn't say anything. He's like, shut your mouth. <laughs> what a horribly awful story. Too. Yeah. I was like, wow, good Lord. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Well, I mean, I'm glad you don't have that experience anymore. And I'm glad a teacher advocate, advo- I, why can't I say that word? Advocated. Advocated for you. Yes, thank you so much, Mrs. Kapelka, I think her name was. Uh-huh. You're great. Yeah, shout out to you. <laughs> you saved my life and probably, probably instead of shaving off 10 years, you probably saved me 10 years from not breathing in that smoke anymore. Beautifully, yes. yes so yeah. people just, you know, if you, get, if you decide to do that, 
Please don't do it in what? other people's think, vicinity. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that, that just, that's really. I still I am mean, baffled by that. Yeah, that, that's a conversation for another day. That that should just stop entirely. But yeah. here we are. Then I have a question for you because you like country music a lot. Mm-hmm. Luke Combs' song. I'd never. I mean, I hear the music and it's. I'm usually busy and not really paying attention to the lyrics. The song "One Call Away." Yeah, is that a song about like one number away? One number away. Is it something about? Is that like a like because like, he writes a lot of his music, right? Yes, he does. Is, write is a that lot. like an infidelity song? No. Uh, so um, and I gotta remember. It made to it look. seem like it's a like a side chick. I'm only one call away from calling my side chick. No. So really, what it's it's more of like a breakup song. Okay. So like the lyrics go, "I'm one number away from calling you. I said I was through, but I'm dying inside. Got my head in a mess, girl. I confess." I lied when I said I'm leaving and I'm not coming back. So it's like he broke up with somebody and gotcha. he's really dying through the breakup and like wants to go back to her, but like doesn't gotcha. think he can. Okay. Kind of scenario. Cause I was just thinking of, of someone, maybe, so maybe there was a breakup in his relationship with his girl or a previous girl. Yeah. I read into it as like, um, I'm only one call away from calling this other girl back. Cause he's in a relationship mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh my God, he's in a relationship with somebody, but he's almost one call away from calling somebody else back. Is that funny though? How you can interpret a song yeah. so differently. I was yeah. like, is Luke comes cheating on his wife or <laughs> did cheat on his wife or, or, or fiance no. girlfriend at the time. So one number away, I can't remember if it came out before they had started dating Okay. Or right about when they started dating. I, I can't remember, but it was one of the first few songs of his career. So I'm not sure at the timeline of their relationship, how that lines up. Okay. But yeah, it's definitely a breakup song Got for I, sure. I feel better about that now. Cause then You're I was welcome. watching the promos of like their, their gear of like Luke Combs slash Nicole or whatever. And she did not look happy in those, in that, in those promo shots. She looked pretty pissed. <laughs> oh. I was like, wow, there must be something going on here. I'm reading into I think a lot. That might have been her modeling face, Scuba. No, it wasn't the modeling face. It was like moments where he would like try to kiss her and she'd be like the, this whole like, mm-hmm, like not wanting to kiss back. And I, I was reading into a lot of the body language and I was like, that is something going Either she was, it was just, you know how couples are. We always, there's like days where you have a great day, you have a bad day, especially when kids are involved. I can really attest to that. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't looking at it as like the relationship was falling apart. I was just like, when they did this shoot, she was not happy with him in that moment. He must've oh. like, he must've been late or there must've been something that happened that day or he said something or something or whatever. But I was like, wow, she is not happy in that shoot. I'm going to have to pay attention to the shoot now. Cause I was not watching. Cause they were playing it. Them together, yeah. They were playing though. it on like a, like a screen, like it was like in between acts. Oh yeah. I was, I was drinking during the acts. Oh, <laughs> I was watching and I saw the thing. I was like, Oh cool. Like, Oh, that's awesome his wife because his wife's merch was better than his merch like she made some really cool mm-hmm. it was like a collaborative effort with her like her stuff was really cool like, this is some pretty cool stuff yeah but then they would shoot like a shot with like, him and her and i was like he's happy but she looks hella pissed <laughs> and uh, it wasn't modeling face it was scuba it was the reactions the, the body language interpreter oh yeah i was like she's not even my wife was like whoa that's like because we were both like i'm like i've been there before like like nothing on the relationship it's just you have ebbs and flows especially when Kids are involved, and I was like, she's like, I, she's, like, I've been there, and I was like, I know, I, I, I feel what he's feeling, and you feel what she's feeling, and I was like, oh boy, that they were not happy at that shoot. Hey, they made you relate to their photos, and they didn't even know they were doing that. It worked, it totally worked, yeah. So the relationship <laughs> is fine. It's just that's how relationships are, ebbs yes. and flows. And that song came out early in his career, so they okay, weren't cool. even. I know they weren't. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to say that. I don't think they were married at the time that that song okay. came out. I could be wrong. And then again, but. when you write stuff, though, it could be about a relationship from 10 years ago. You know, you, you write yeah. something and you you cut it whenever you cut it. You don't have to cut it the next day. Mm-hmm. But so, yes. definitely not about a break or not about infidelity, infidelity, about a breakup. Yes. About a bre- OK, yes. Yeah. yeah, OK, gotcha. I got you. Thank you for I clearing d- that up. Listen, I, I got it. I got all my Luke Combs knowledge. He's my guy. Yeah, <laughs> I get to, that's I why him. I asked you and not anyone else in this building. I love him. Well, yeah. speaking of top 
famous people, you know, Luke Combs is one of them, even uh-huh. according to Lunchbox, which is insane. You know, the fact that Lunchbox even came to clarity that he knew 10 famous people and actually got them right was pretty impressive. But he was also on the same list. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Of course, yeah. <laughs> this was his Lunchbox's top 25 famous people in Nashville list. And it was updated. A listener wanted to know what the latest list was. So he moved up on the list himself, of course. And he shared where everybody else is currently ranking in his brain. So you can check that whole thing out on the best bits, just the bits. But I want to talk about some big life updates because you just mentioned, as we were talking about Luke Combs and yeah. the whole concert, that you're teaching. Well, you're not teaching. You're you're coaching. <laughs> it's like your a little bit son, teaching too. Yeah, yeah, your son's sports team. What's happening? Yeah, so I am his t-ball coach, and it is interesting because your your t-ball is four to five, mm-hmm. and so the attention span is like negative a thousand, and everyone's at different levels. And at that age, you're not really concerned about. I'm not at least. Some people may be about winning. Winning doesn't mean a thing at this point. At this point, it's about teaching them the basics, making sure they're having fun. So that way they want to continue on uh, in baseball, you know, later on. And then I've seen other coaches and other styles where they're so dialed in the winning and winning and far hits and da, da, da. I'm just like, they're four or five. So my whole philosophy is just teaching the basic right now is when you get the ball and you're playing defense, where do you throw it to? First base. Okay, awesome. And when you're hitting the ball, where do you run to? First base. Mm. So if I can get those things down, okay, we're golden. And then um, there's lots of, a lot of other things. So it was practice for a while. And, of course, every kid's at a different level as far as not, not playing, a little bit of playing, but more on the attention span side. Yeah. Or, I'll, or I'll keep names out of it. But, like, there'll be one kid who, like, literally is, is there and he's just kind of like, huh? <laughs> There's always that one kid who's yeah. playing in the dirt. Yeah, exactly. His dad wants him to be really good and mm-hmm. be there and connected, but he is not at all on our planet. He's in a galaxy far, far, far away. And you yep. have to constantly rein him back in and you have to be really patient with them because they are all over the place. And like my son is, I mean, not saying, usually the coach's son's always a really good one. And, and I, I see why now. Like my son is just really good. Just not, not, I don't have him really taught him anything. He's just naturally really good at throwing the ball. He's already like pitching. Were He's you good five. at baseball? I was good at baseball, but I didn't have the confidence to play baseball. I was my brother's baseball announcer when he played baseball. Gotcha. Uh, I think we talked about that. And if, so. I, we did talk about a point where you said you could hit a ball over the. Yes. Yeah. I'm very athletic. Like I just I never had the confidence as a child or a kid to pursue it further on because I was always stuck in my head about what people thinking about me and saying stuff that no one was thinking or saying anything. It was just in my, <laughs> yeah. in my head. I think we all live in there. And then when I became an adult and I became older, I was like, F everyone. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. But as a kid, I had no confidence, but very athletic, but no confidence. Um, but yeah, so my kid, I put the confidence in him and he's like all about it. He can hit, he can throw, he can pitch. He's five. We got he's, a little MLB star on our hands. Oh my God. He's unbelievably really, really good. And there's a couple of kids that are on his team. They're really good. And so I always pair them together. And one kid's always like, why does your son, why does so-and-so throw with so-and-so? I'm like, oh, don't worry about that. Would you come over here and play, throw with me? Cause I want them to learn the basics where my, my son, this other kid knows the basics. So I'll then dial in on, on the other kids that really need the help. Um, and then some of them are over and they're playing in the sand or in a, it's just all over the place. And I was like, man, my team is like, I don't know if they're going to do well in a game because we had a few practices before you have the actual game. Like, I don't know how they're going to do. And then the first game I was like, oh my gosh, all those practices, <laughs> like they really, they really stuck to it and connected because I was watching the other team and it was like, 
an absolute S show. Like mm. they were all over the place and not paying attention. And like even something as simple as when they go up to bat, I always put, put a marker where their feet should be. I was like, okay, put one foot here, one foot here. And even though their batting may not be the best or they may not hit it far, but at least they know where to stand so they can at least hit it off the tee. And then there's other coaches who are like their players like looking to the left and looking all over the place. And not, So you've got, your team's got the fundamentals down. The absolute basic yeah. fundamentals. They all know to run to first. They all know to throw to first. Now, do they always get to the first the fastest? Do they throw the ball all the way to first? No, not, not always, but they at least know that that's where they're heading. That's the direction they need to go. Is and this they all, a co-ed team or is it an all-boys team? It's boys and girls. Okay. I got two girls and then I've got five boys. Okay. Um, and then one of my girls is actually like really, really good. And the other one like, gets it and good too. Um, uh, and it's like, and some of the boys are like, again, spacey and all over the place. So the stereotype of girls are not really good, that's wrong because... My two girls are really, really good, and they really, I think they're the ones that have the better attention span and are able to really stick with it and understand it, whereas some of the other kids are just like, how much time is left? And I'm like, 45 minutes, now shut up and keep playing. If it makes you feel any better, I did become very, like, very skilled and competed hard in softball, but when I played t-ball, I was the kid that was playing in the dirt. Okay. Like, I was very much like, I don't want to do this. And yeah. then as I got older, it was very much like clicked. It, it really, the biggest part is just getting them involved really young. So they know that it's an option. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then you have some that don't want to play and you're like, okay, if you're not going to play, you at least need to sit on the bench and be a part of the team. Yeah. Like I have one kid that won't put his uniform on. We're four games in and still won't put his uniform on. He just sits there in his street clothes. Yeah. Like the first game he came and then it was like, uh, Hey, you good. And, and it was like a, a you know, crying fest and then left early. And the second, the second game he came and then he got a little closer and and then I then I had time in the third game. I was like, "Hey, dude!" I was like, "I was like, I understand you don't want to put the uniform on. It's totally fine." I was like, "But I at least want you to sit on the bench right here, so you're you're part of the team." He's like, "Okay, that's all good." And then every time we do the batting rotation, I'm like, "Hey, you want to bat?" And he'd be like, "No." And then the second time, "Hey, you want to bat?" And he'd be like, mm, "No." And the third time, he had his hat on, like ready to go. I was like, "You want to bat?" And he's like, mm, "Maybe next time." So like slowly working towards it versus like just giving up on him and being like, "Go home. I don't need you." Yeah. So like every kid's got a different skill set a different attention span a different level where they're at and so i have to like kind of like cater each kid to where they're at because i want them to have fun and i want them to not feel alienated or isolated and not because i've seen where my son played in other sports and the coaches were brutal and didn't do the fundamentals didn't do the basics and that's what pushed me to become a coach even though i have no free time i've made it i've made it a point to have free time because of that Scuba, I think it's super awesome, and you sound like a really good coach, especially how you're helping each individual person. Yeah. And that's really cool. It's really fun, and it's cool just to see the progress from the first practice to the sixth practice and to the first game to the fourth and fifth game. Like, it's really, really, really cool just to see it. Because at first, I was like, how am I going to do this? I've never really coached before. I've never coached baseball. But it's all, like, the basics and teaching them to throw, bat, like I said, Mm -hmm. what to do. And so it's just, like, got to just keep doing that repetition Trying to keep it somewhat fun. Uh, the games are quick, the three innings. But even after the first inning, they're like, how much time is left? And I'm like, we just started, dude. Like, there's short, two more innings. Short time span. Totally. Like, t- time attention span. Attention span, exactly. Yeah. And even my son being really good, he's even had meltdowns where, like, second inning, he starts crying because he's he's hungry or he's tired or someone said something to him and he's all pissed off about it now. And I'm like, dude, chill out. It doesn't matter. Just get. You need to start getting him some big league chew. 
Yeah. <laughs> That'll make them all happy. That made yeah. me happy. Yeah. I, it made me really happy after every game I'd get like a Laffy Taffy and a Gatorade. And I'd oh, be like, awesome. this is the best day ever. Like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't done that yet. Like the whole snacks or bring things. Oh, hey, you want done that. You want to give them incentive to like, yeah. one, come back and two, stay the whole game? Snacks at the end of it. But okay. not just snacks, like good candy, like something okay. that they're like. This is awesome. This is cool, yeah. Yeah, not like a you know a fruit snack that they're like, why why am I eating? Yeah, this? and then I also was like, we live in an era now where there's so many allergies, and some parents don't allow some things or the other, and I'm like, do I even bother doing it because everyone's got rules? But then I was like, f it, maybe I'll just do it, and then if it, I yeah, if somebody can't have it, then they get to deal with their kid in the car. True, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but then they hate me because I did that, and right now we're all in a good. That's true. You could ask him and just say, hey, just, you know, and see if it there. You could have a whole team that doesn't have anything. And they're like, all good. And yeah. like, because some some do have allergies, but they're able to do or have certain things or whatever. That's so. what I was going to try to figure out. Yeah. What is the, if there is allergies? What can I get that is across the board works for everybody? There's a lot of things to. Hey, you know, like Reese's Pieces Cups, not Reese's Pieces Cups, Reese's Peanut, peanut butter, butter Cups. cups yeah are gluten-free i've okay. learned so like that's a gluten-free one that was a great little that's candy good. but then i got one who's got a peanut allergy then it's like that's true i'm just kidding but know. then you got like skittles everybody okay. those are gluten-free and no okay. you know so like or i can oreos. help you i got your back yeah oreos are gluten-free right they have yep they have a gluten-free one if that's like a, a gluten one um so i got you if you need to find a fun one like i have found the fun snacks okay that are still you know they work Safe for you for everyone okay yeah or i can get everyone we talked about earlier i can get them all those quick or oh, yeah, rice, your, rice your little rice cakes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, that's I, you got it. But that was the best part. You got any other life updates besides doing some coaching? Besides the t-ball coaching, mm-hmm. um, and that we touched on it a little bit on the show on Friday, the vasectomy thing. I'm going. Yeah, I have that consultation that we're doing. We're, I guess whenever you're listening to this, I'm doing it today, Friday after the show. Uh, or now we're after the show Friday. I, I'm doing it's coming it. up soon. It's coming out yeah, doing the consultation. And they're, even when I call, they're like, so we usually do the consultation and we go right into it. I was like, whoa, <laughs> slow your roll. We're not going right into like, it. Like I would just like to see what this is about. Yeah. She's like, no one ever just does a consultation and that's it. I'm like, well, I'm doing the consultation and that's it. She's like, okay, well then we'll see you for the consultation. You know, but the more you keep allowing yourself just to think about it, the more it's going to be all up in your head, especially yes. you telling me how much of a like in your head person you are. Yeah. The more you get information and the more you keep like <laughs> the more I'm not gonna it do there, it. Yeah. You almost just yeah. gotta like bite the bullet and yeah. not think about it. But then I also had this like weird thing and I don't bring it up in the show because it goes so far of like what if there's some sort of like human race problem or something and all the men who can't procreate like it killed off or something. I don't know. It's really weird Scuba, not there. A vasectomy like, is reversible. But it, it but it's not. It's only like a thirty percent success rate of a of a reverse. Okay, but it's still like you you still at that point still have a chance to have kids. Yeah, but a very slim chance. More than if your broken wife and damaged. does it. Yeah, but yeah, right. For that, it's permanent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yes. So like you, at least in this scenario, and yeah. say your doom scenario happens. Yeah. You're still able to in some capacity. Uh-huh. I know. But what if it's like so. a what if it's like some sort of like immediate thing? Like there's ships that come down and they're like, all right, we can only take able-bodied men who can reproduce, and the other ones we're gonna kill off immediately. I'm like, oh my god, this Scuba. is why I didn't want to do it. Scuba. Yes. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is why you can't get in your head. Like you have created an entirely <laughs> illogical scenario but yeah head. it could be logical we don't know one percent logical like i'll if, give you your one percent but there's still a percent that it could happen you're and right then I'm, and then i'm not a useful scuba, human anything could happen yes. to that rate yeah. anything could happen 
But I want to be on the side of reproduction than non reproduction. But you know what could happen with this? What? You get this done. Your wife is going to be so happy with you. You guys are going to have more date nights. You guys are going to have more time together and everything's going to be happier. That could also happen. And there's a 99% chance of that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. See? (laughs) See? (laughs) So like, Uh wouldn't you rather live with that reality than your 1% alien story that you have created in your head? (laughs) I'm asking, which one would you rather live with? But one of them no, has just, a really dark. No, you just answer the question. One of them has a really dark Listen, potential life threatening ending. Which one would you rather like to live with in this moment, right now, here in the present? Don't think about the future. Don't think about the past. In if I'm the thinking present, about, if I'm thinking about the next five minutes, I would like to be the one I'm with my wife. It, but I'm a long term yeah. guy, and I'm thinking long term. But here's the thing: you gotta think in present moment. I, I can't. I you would, have to exist in present moment. I know. It's and tough. In, in this 24 hours, you would rather have all that happiness with your wife. Yeah. Then this illogical 1% chance of something terrible happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still have to think about it. <laughs> I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm trying to help you know, because you do seem like a very in your head guy. And the only oh, way yeah. to get out of your head is one, to live in present moment. Uh-huh. And two, is to focus on logic, like the genuine logic of a scenario. Okay. That's how you get out of your head. Trust okay. me, because you're talking to somebody who has learned a lot about being in their head. And the only way to get out is like very much present moment here and now. What can I do to fix this moment? Okay. So All maybe right. that can help you a little bit. Okay. All right. I'll try my very best I, to, to get out of your yeah. <laughs> crazy <laughs> theory that you just gave me. I got your back. I'm trying to help yeah, you. Yeah, I know. I know. You know. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm receiving it. That's still, okay. You it, can receive. Yeah. Nothing has to be done about it right now. Okay. All right. You can cool. receive. Cool, 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 cool. I'm just helping you when you're in that moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay? Cool, 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 cool. Because that's a big thing. That's a big thing. It is. Yes, trust me, it is. Well, speaking of um, exciting additions to the family, uh-huh. I did not reproduce, but I did adopt a cat. I saw it was really cool. <laughs> Very cool, yes. Yes. Somebody else would reproduce it and you took it. Yeah. Well, I didn't take it. We Somebody took, else did. You, someone from else a really it. bad person. And you saved it. Yeah, I saved it. Because it was, uh, you adopted it, right? I did, yeah. That's cool, yeah. So she, crazy, like, story. I'd been fostering for about a year, not a year, a month and a half. Uh-huh. And she came from a horrible, horrible hoarding situation in Mississippi. There was 170 cats found in this house. Okay. And now 170? She, yeah, it took you a minute. You're like, wait, what? Whoa? <laughs> yeah, 170. She was one of 170 cats. What did that house smell like? I do not know. I do oh. not know. And that, you know, I like to believe that it was somebody very well-intentioned. Oh, and I'm sure, yeah. You know, just wanted to save and then it just got out oh, of hand. Oh, my goodness. Um, and I think she's eight years old. I don't think she's eight years old. I know she's eight years old, but I think she was one of the first few cats. My theory is that she was one of the first few cats in the house. She's, oh, so she's eight one years of the OGs. old. Okay. And she was already spayed. Okay. And so I think she was one, which means she's been living in that environment for a long time. And she just has opened up. She lives her life in her cat tower and sunbathing all day. And she loves her canned food that she gets to eat. Uh-huh. And she got her teeth taken care of. She had really bad dental disease when she came so she to me. She had a lot of problems because there's 170 cats. How do you care for even five of those? Yeah, you don't. You just, you know, you kind of give up. Um yeah, so that's why the Humane Society of the United States stepped in, and then Nashville Humane took on 30 of them. Okay. And Hazel was one of them. So This is in Louisiana a, she came from? Mississippi. Mississippi, okay. Yeah, gotcha. they're right by each other. Yeah, but, they're pretty close to her, yeah. <laughs> they are. She's a chocolate seal point Siamese, which is like chocolate a, a version of a Siamese. I've okay. had other Siamese growing up, and they're like different different versions, different colors. But So she's mostly chocolate, which is why she has cute little chocolate boots on her. Okay. And why oh, it's her, like Mr. Jinx. 
Yeah. I had a cat just like this too that I adopted. Really? Yeah, from Louisiana during like the whole hurricane thing, mm-hmm. uh, Katrina, all the displaced animals. I had, I, had, I hated cats. And I was allergic to him. Mostly I was like allergic, so I didn't like him because of that. And I adopted this guy and I called him Mr. Jinx and he had no claws. Oh, they declawed um, took, him. They declawed him. But it actually was great because then he wasn't ruining my house. Um, you just got to keep him trimmed. I know, I know. But so I saw it as a benefit. I was like, oh, this is like a cool, this is awesome. He doesn't have claws. This is really cool. But then well, I, you didn't do it, so I'll allow no, it. No, I didn't but... do it. No, I adopted him that way. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, this is really cool. He, like, he, like, he would let me take, give him baths. He would eat strawberries. Aww. He was like super cool and chill and he loved me so much. And then I couldn't have cats anymore because I moved somewhere else. And so I gave it to a friend. She took care of him for a long time and I think recently passed away, but lived a really long life. Oh, Mr. G. But yeah, so I'm looking at your, so, your cat and my cat, the cat were very similar looking. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. She, so her name, cool. I, I decided to keep the name the shelter gave her, Hazel. Hazel, okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Because the, the, the cat that I had before her was a Siamese too, and her name was Sapphire, but short for Saffy. Oh, well, that's cool. Because she had bright blue eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sapphire. And I was like, well, Hazel, she's chocolate. So this kind of is like, feels like a nod to my old yeah. cat. And her nickname is Boots. Boots. Her little boots. <laughs> That's awesome. Because <laughs> she has those little boots on her. Yeah, on her and paws. I really wanted to name her boots, but everybody was like, I think you should keep Hazel. And then I kind of like it, two and two together, and I kind of started thinking about my old cat. And I was like, yeah, this feels right. So she's Hazel Boots Hulesman. That's <laughs> that is that is the cat that I now That's have. All, and, you, and then you officially adopted her because she has your I last did. name. It felt really weird. Let me tell you, when I was like signing all of the paperwork and getting everything done at the shelter, I was just there by myself. Uh huh. And I was just like, this feels like a really big moment. I'm signing away. feels like some of my life. Yeah. And like, it's just me. I'm just here. This is happening. It just yeah. felt very like bizarre in well, a way. you're taking on a real, like it's a life. Yeah. Like it's a, you're not buying like a sheet of paper. No. You know, and like an with, animal. with my dog, when I adopted her, my parents were there. So it was kind of like, it was all, I didn't feel like kind of alone in that. But in that yeah. moment, I was like. Oh, this is all me. You're, <laughs> you're a single parent. Yeah. To, there's no one paying child support or anything. <laughs> Not that I haven't done it with Remy for eight years. Yeah, but true, like, true, true. Yeah. It just felt it just felt kind of weird. As a big grown up purchase. Yeah. Like I it was a moment where I was like, wow, I'm really adulting. This feels very bizarre. Oh, yeah. You know? Very bizarre. Did you get it from like one of those like humane society shelters or I got it from Nashville Humane Association. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we like do some work bucks with them or whatever. Here. Yeah, I think she was like forty five. I didn't even realize I oh, needed inflation. to. <laughs> when I bought Jinxie, he was like ten or twenty five bucks. Yeah, yeah. I, and I don't care. Honestly, I didn't even think about it. I was like, I didn't even ask. I was yeah. like, I don't know how much she is. I don't care. Like, I'm getting her regardless. So it's just whatever, whatever I have to pay for. Were you someone that used to? And this, I'm speaking from personal experience. That used to go to humane study shelters like frequently and just go look at the animals. God no, Scuba, I can't. If I go, even when I'm in there, yeah, I was crying over a dog that was in there. I know because they call the ones they have the ones here called star pets. Star pets. They call them star pets, which is a cute way to put it. But they're the ones that have been there the longest and like a week away from being euthanized. Uh, yeah. And it was always like a big old dog. They have dog. gotten better about that. About okay. that, like rescue shelters, rescues associations. And um, animal control offices have gotten really good about really working together to try and help each other. Yeah. But the really sad thing right now is they're all full and they're all over capacity, which is yeah. then they can't help each other. Especially with the pandemic. Everyone's like, oh, I want an animal. And then they go back to work. Yeah. And I don't want an animal anymore because it, it requires attention. It's an animal. Mm-hmm. Of course it requires attention. You'd be a terrible parent. Hopefully you yeah. never have kids. Yes. There was a dog in there. She was a German Shepherd. This is the dog I was crying over. Uh-huh. She had come in and she she wasn't great with small dogs and she wasn't, uh, there was something else she wasn't great with, but she was so loving. You'd go up to the window and she'd just want you to pet her and she wanted all this attention uh. and she was an owner surrender. 
and because they write it on there, it's like yeah, like, like Remy came from like sh- the streets of Wichita, like uh-huh. she <laughs> she got out somehow. Uh-huh. And but like for this dog, it said owner surrender, and I my heart was just breaking because this dog and I had seen in a time span. I had a checkup with Hazel, and then I had to go back a week later for her final checkup and to hopefully adopt her. Yeah. So I had seen the day this dog, this German Shepherd, came in, and she was so happy and she was so excited. I wanted everybody paying attention to her. A week later, when I came in, she was in the same spot. And she was so defeated yeah. and just so heartbroken. Like when I went over there, she didn't even like perk her head up. It was just like, I just immediately was crying because I was like, in one week's time, this dog had this entire life yeah, and then got brought in and now is so sad and doesn't know what it did wrong. Yeah. Cause I'm sure it's hearing other dogs being like, yo dude, this is not a good place. You're gonna be stuck here until someone finds you again. Mm-hmm. And then you can even come back again because that person doesn't want you. And then you're brought back again and again and again and again. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's Just terrible. Like, the energy of that place is super sad. No. So to answer your question, I can't yeah. every literally when I went and I started volunteering at Kansas humane, I two yeah. weeks later ended up with Remy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're the one that I do not last. <laughs> you'd be that. So now I know what happened to that lady in Mississippi that had 170 cats. She would yes. frequently visit those places and take one home and take another one home and take Take another one home and take another one home. Well, and that is most of the time with these hoarding situations is like the intentions are good. Yeah. But then you just get overwhelmed and you want to help because there's so many, oh, of so course. many. Yeah. And you just want to help them all. It's tough. Yeah. Like genuinely my dream life is me living on a farm and me just helping any animal I can. And when they come in and I'm like, yeah, they can live with me. There's this super cool called Whispering Willows that I follow on social media and it's a senior sanctuary. So okay. animals that get taken in. And they're seniors and they, you know, got their golden years left. And this rescue takes them in and lets them live out their lives. With oh, that's them. cool. Yeah. There's one similar that in San Francisco called Mutt something. And they do, it's like that, but they're, but they're advocating to adopt. And they usually try to find older people mm-hmm. like 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, not, not 50s older, but people who are older and don't have kids or their kids are older. And they look for them to be like, Hey, will you adopt this dog? It's like nine, 10. And cause they're the ones that are the most difficult to get people to adopt. Cause they want, they all want puppies or whatever. Yeah. And so their job is to go and find these older dogs that were either the owner died or they were abandoned or whatever. And then they give them basically like they give their golden years mm-hmm. and they like get to live out their, their next two to five or whatever years in like a home that's going to be, you know, when you get this dog, it's not going to be a long time, but you know that you're taking the dog and giving it the final years in a good place. Mm-hmm. And they're it's such a great organization. I was like, man, this is a really cool thing. It's like it's like heartbreaking because these dogs have lived a great life and they, their owner died or they're abandoned. You're like, oh, my God, it's so shitty. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I mean, yeah. it is though. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. what it is. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's there. Another term for it is called phosphorus. So some people will phosphus? be phosphorus. Yep, they'll be fosters, but it's mixing foster and hospice. Oh, okay. So they'll be a foster for the rest of their life. Okay. Until like so, it's not permanent. They get help from the rescue or shelter cool. or wherever it's coming from, but they are allowed to like live in their home and they take care of them like they're their own for uh-huh. the rest of their life. That's really cool. Yeah. There's uh, there's really cool things that shelters and rescues and think they have been doing everything they can to make yeah. it better. And, you know, as humans, we just keep making it worse. So I know. That's all the yeah. root of the problem is the human race yep. for a lot of things. Well, that was a funny thing, too. When I was adopting Hazel, she's technically a senior cat. And uh-huh. it was like eight years the, old. Yeah. When it was riding on there, I was like, oh, she's got like at least 10 years left. It's like, a cat, yeah, she's got a lot of life left. Oh, but yeah. just seeing the senior, I was like, that just breaks my heart because some people would have just never looked twice at her. Yeah. Being that she's a senior. And but she's you have at least a decade, if oh, not more. And even if I don't like the love is amazing. Yeah. But 
that I could be on that tangent all day and oh, I yeah. would get on that tangent all day. Oh, I'm with you. We're not going to. Okay. We're going to head into some 911 stories. Okay, cool. Because Lunchbox called 911 and we got the audio from the call. Oh, yeah, we did. In <laughs> true Lunchbox fashion. Yeah. We heard the whole thing. But have you ever called 911 before? So my mom's called 911 before on my dad. And that's a really dark story. <laughs> do you want okay. a dark story or do you, do you want a dark story or do you want what's in my head of like 911 scenarios and like dreams that I have? I don't think I want a dark story. That feels, that doesn't even just feel dark. That feels sad. It's sad and dark. So maybe we won't do yeah, that one. Yeah, let's not. That's, that's a story for another day. For another day. Another maybe show with another time. Cocktails. <laughs> Dr. Phil here. <laughs> Um, so in my dream, and I don't know if it's just me, but I always have these dreams in different versions and different like s- scenarios and different things that happen where I try to dial 911 and I can't dial 911. Like I'm like, I'm Ooh. picking up the phone and I, and like, I can't think of like what it is. Let's just say you're being chased or there's a murder or something, or you're trying to dial 911. And for whatever freaking reason, I, I can't get 911 dialed or whenever I go to dial 911, like it doesn't go through or I'm on a loop or it's like a voicemail and it's like me trying to, to dial number one and I'm running from whatever it is I'm running from. I'm like, I'm trying to dial help and I can't dial help, but I need help because this person's trying to kill me or I see something happening. It's really bad. And I go dial 911 and they go to answer it and it's like not a big deal or, or it's like somebody else who's like, oh, this is like a... Like it, it, it doesn't make sense to me as to why whenever I'm trying to dial 911, I can't get the damn call or the for it to ring. It, it will never ring or it will never go to a 911 operator. You have that. It's the same like sensation of when like I, I have dreams that if somebody were to ever come in and I can't scream. Yeah, that's that's same kind similar. Of thing. Like it's yeah. like something blocks you. Yeah, something blocks you from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so I'm sure it's something in my life and it's playing it out through this. But I can't dial 911. Like my, my finger will melt into my phone. The phone will disappear, or it'll be it'll go. To, it'll just be like a hold music, or it'll be a voicemail. Scuba therapy session. This is probably <laughs> associated with the thing that we are not talking about. I, if I had to guess. Oh, really? That most of the time, at, like our dreams manifest of things and triggers in our life, right? Yeah. So, and if there is a dark association with 911, yeah, it is a possibility for why it's continuing to come up one in your dreams and two that like you can't dial. Yeah. It's very possible. Like okay. there is a connection between the two. Which is weird cuz cuz I guess in my head of that whole part of my dad's life has been almost like I'm long done and gone over with it. It's almost become like that's just the way it is or it's almost co- not comedy, but like okay, but you dark say, comedy. Y- yes, you're probably done and over it. But like the whole thing of therapy is like you have to go back through it to yeah. like truly let go of it. Yeah. So have you ever like truly went back through it or have you just like tried to forget it? Oh, I've, I've, I've talked about like many different times of people okay. and friends and my mom and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like it's. That's not like something that happened and I like bury it deep. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's already like, been, it's already okay. like, it's like a thing. It's like, eh, whatever it is what it is. Yeah. It still could be associated with it. Just yeah. Like it just kind of touches on that and it may never go away. Like it, it may not be something you're able to work through. It's just yeah. like, there are just things that you, it's, you just learn to live with. Yeah. It's And weird. that's yours. Yeah. I can't dial 911. Like think it Or just... it's one of your, your ghost friends who's really messing with you. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, ah, the phone's melting. Another theory. You can't dial it. <laughs> Or now it's, or, or, or yeah, it's just, it's so weird. And it I'll wake so up weird. from my dream and I'll be like, wow, I 
Couldn't dial 911 again. That's so damn annoying. I hope you're never in a scenario where you have to. Yeah. But I will be curious if you ever are in a scenario where you have to, what happens? Yeah, like what actually happens. When, yeah, when I dial, I'm trying to think if, if I've ever had to dial it in real life. And I don't think I've ever had to because every scenario I've been in, yeah, I, I have I never had to dial it. Um, these two stories, I have two stories of when I've called 911. And maybe oh, so they spark have, something. You have for called you. it, okay. Mm-hmm. So there was one time that was pretty uneventful, but there was a guy that came and he was like banging on my door, would not leave. It was two o'clock in the morning. I had no idea who he was. He was banging on the door. He was mumbling a whole lot of things. And I called 911. Cops showed up pretty quickly and they found him like down the street and he was pretty messed up on a lot of things. Okay. But it was terrifying because it was 2 a.m. My dog was going crazy. I'm upstairs. There's a strange man on my door pounding on it. That's very scary. Terrifying. That's here in Nashville. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. So this is like a. a this is like in recent. the last year or so. Oh damn. Okay. Wow. Terrifying moment. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um. And thankfully, at the time, my neighbors that I knew were still living next to me, so I made him go out. I, was, I woke him up. I sent like five calls. I was like, "Wake up!" And I was yeah. like, "I need you to go outside and figure out who this man is and what's happening." Because I don't know him. I don't know what the hell's happening. This is yeah. very scary. So he did. By the time he got out, he was gone. But it was funny because I told the cops, I was like, "This guy's in a red shirt." Because I'm watching him on my camera, like uh-huh. my ring camera. Oh, you can see him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, this guy's in a red shirt. Well, my friend came out in a red shirt. <laughs> he didn't realize. And yeah. The cops pulled up at like the same time he was walking out. And he was like, yes, I'm her friend. She told me what's going on. And he had happened to bang on a bunch of doors that night. We found out like later. Okay. So you were the only one. Yeah. No, it was just like his was pretty apparent on mine. But the cop pulled up. I was like, are you the guy in the red shirt? And my neighbor was like, what? And I was like, oh, sorry. Forgot to let you know. He was There's in two red. two red shirt guys. <laughs> so there was almost some confusion and I almost got my friend arrested. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. So that was one of them. Okay. The other one was even more terrifying. My dad and I had been gone at a softball tournament and uh-huh. nobody was at our house. And when we pulled up to our house, the garage door was open and the back door was wide open. Okay. And... Nobody was home to our knowledge. And so my dad and I pull up and he's like, call 911 now. And he grabs the bat out of my bag, goes inside. And I don't hear from my dad for 20 minutes. Because he's like checking the house and then you're thinking, he's holy go- crap, it's and been I'm too sitting long. There, I'm talking to 911. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. All I know is like, and this had just happened where somebody had broken into a house like a few doors down and burned down their house. Oh, so crap. like we were on high alert that something yeah. was going on in the neighborhood. So you're already nervous because of that. Yes. And so he went in and he came out and after, I'm not kidding you, 25 minutes, he came out and he was like, I think everything's okay. Nobody, uh, nobody's hurt in here and I haven't found anybody, but we still to this day do not know what happened. Why the garage door was open, why the back door was wide open. We have an alarm system. Yeah. It was off. Like we have no idea what happened. Like my mom said, like they had closed it. Everything was fine. Or was your mom being like, crap, I didn't close it. I'm sure as hell not admitting to the fact that I didn't close it because my husband will kick my ass. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It wasn't me. It could have. That could have ended up being something that we found out later. Yeah. But I don't I don't think it was. Like, to my knowledge, we still don't know what happened. That's creepy and weird. Yeah. Very but weird. after that, we had put a, my dad still to this day has a wood, uh, like, you know how you see in movies where they put the wood over the door to, like, block it from somebody coming in? Like a front door or a sliding door? It's a It's a garage door. So okay, garage the, door, like a yeah, side yeah. door. And my dad has like a wood thing that every time he moves over and it's like, so nobody can bust in there even if they because wanted of, like, to. Because he props it up against it, the kind of thing. Yeah, it's straight up like he built in like the little things. And so it's like he just puts it over and it blocks the entire door. So still to this day, all clear, but don't know what happened. That's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. The unsolved mysteries. 
Yeah. Seen so many unsolved mysteries in my life. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this whole, even just this episode, we've had a lot of unsolved mysteries. I know. Something about you brings it out of me, Scuba. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Celebrate the end of your workday with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as another busy Wednesday flies by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Well, we also had Megan Maroney in the studio this week, and that was super fun. Yeah, First time cool, yeah. in studio. Yeah. And her songs are awesome. She performed Tennessee Orange and Girl in the Mirror, which mm -hmm. both are up on YouTube that people can go watch. And I also got to talk to her about how her song is my life, which yeah, was fun. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Did you like my story? Yes. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> My spilling the tea on my own life. On your own life, yeah. Because we had that plan to do like the day before or whatever, uh -huh. or, or whatever this week, and then we didn't do it, and then it ended up working out great to go with the girl in the mirror who sings the song. Oh, yeah. No, it's yeah. perfect. I yeah. don't like that I'm living that song, but it is what it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And if it has to be my life, then I'm at least going to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and who better to talk about it with than the girl who wrote the song? Exactly. Yeah. It does baffle me, though. I still, I'm just mind blown that women at I'm assuming I don't know much about these people but 25 and later are, this is still a thing yeah in no capacity of my life have I ever wanted to message an ex a new girlfriend a current a, a wife anything on yeah, any never. level have I you. ever wanted to yeah it baffles me that somebody like had in their head like I need to make sure 
I say what I'm saying. Yeah. It's really weird. And then I think it was her story, right? Where she's like, the reason for the, the, the song was that some girl went deep in her Instagram uh-huh. feed, like 2016 and liked the photo or something. Yeah. And you're like, what? And that, you know, a little bit more fair. Like she was doing some trolling. She was checking out her competition, Obviously, whatever. Yeah. It's not like I've never not done that. Yeah, you had comment, but the, comments. Yes, it wasn't like a like and scrolling. Like they they like outwardly went at you. Yes, I'm like, if you want to talk about me, talk about me. But yeah, come at me. Yeah, why? I'm the ex that didn't do anything. Exactly. Like, yeah, I'm literally the person in that relationship that didn't do anything wrong. So why are you coming at me? And like it seems like you got bigger problems, and yeah. I have learned some insider information that there was definitely problems that okay. happened. <laughs> yeah. It all sounds like maybe yeah. he lied to her a little bit about something and fabricated some of the story and whatever. Listen, all I'm saying is if those problems are still happening, then I don't know that y'all should be together. But that's yeah. none of my business. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my life. I love it and hate it. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it anymore, but I yeah. do want to ask you something. Okay. I, I'm obviously dating and, you know, hanging out, trying to find my person. Yeah. How many dates would you think you should give someone before you kind of make a decision? Of like continue dating them or ending it? Um, I would say in a world we live in now, I would say I would say give someone at least three dates and the three dates have to be completely different kind of dates. It's not like coffee, coffee, coffee or dinner, yeah. dinner, dinner. And you need to see them in different elements of their life. Like I'll tell you, my, so my first date with my wife was at a bar in San Francisco and I strategically placed it a block from my place because I was thinking I was going to hook up with her, but she had other plans. <laughs> <laughs> we we stand a queen. Oh yeah, we were in a nice part of town. I was like, hey, my apartment's just right up the hill, right over there. And she's like, that's cool. She's like, well, I'm gonna go now. And her friends picked her up, and she was gone. And I was like, oh, and I even got a side hug. Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa, I want some more of that. And I was like, hell yeah. And then our second date was Disney on Ice, mm-hmm. and it was me testing her out to see how she'd be like quirky and funny, and if she's into Disney, and because I, I was into Disney and still am, but also to see how she'd be as like a potential. Like mother, like, oh, I, I, you were going straight mom on the I was second straight mom day. because you're gonna be around a bunch of families and which tests your patience yeah. and also to see how she's with Disney because usually people who are who are okay with that are gonna be somewhat like fun and playful and be lighthearted and also be good with kids because kids love Disney. So I want to see how she was in that whole scenario with Disney and Ice and was she gonna think it's so stupid and lame? I just want to point out that I love that you went from on the first date like you know, taking her home to like second where you're like, is she going to be a good mom? Yeah. Like the, the polar opposite of this two. Like she, she hook line and sinkered you on that. Oh person. yeah. She got me. I was like, good God. She got me. But the moment I saw her, the moment she left, I was like, literally it was one of those moments where you're just like, what the hell just happened? That is what we call a hook line and sinker. Oh, she hook line and sink me hard. Mm-hmm. And then the third day, so we're living in, living in San Francisco was just her and I walking all around the city. Like she came to my apartment and and we just walked we went to a baseball game we walked around we just like walked around the city just talked a lot like at food here had a drink there just kind of like just walked and talked and so that was like okay so i got to see her element at a bar see how she handles herself with alcohol and also see how she handles herself in general like what if she does she put out the first date or does she make me wait which she obviously did then i saw the family side of her and then i got to like really really get to know her know her because we walked around for like four or five hours to a baseball game walking drinking eating hanging out it was a full on like everything day. So I was like, okay. After the third date, I was like, holy crap. Like, I mean, after the first date, I was like, holy crap. <laughs> I am loving this because this is the inside brain 
yeah. of a man. Like instead of inside baseball, this is the inside brain of man. Of men. And I don't know if all <laughs> men are are this way, but I was because I had already was I was already married with the expectation of long term and family and kids, and then that obviously came to a screeching halt of yeah. infidelity and not wanting kids anymore. Infidelity on her part, by the way, folks, not me. Um, and so, so, so for me, it was like, okay, I'm already in this game space. If I want family, I want long-term. It wasn't like I'm looking for a hookup, which I'm not saying every guy is looking for a hookup, but the majority of more often like, than not. Yeah. Well, especially if you're living in a city like Nashville where it's yeah. four girls to one guy, it's almost unfair for a girl in Nashville because there's so many guys, I mean, so many girls. Scuba, let me tell you in the last two days that, um, I have gotten three messages from guys that I match with. One of them's like, don't hate me if I tell you that I'm on an overnight in Nashville tonight. Do you want to get dinner or something? It means he wants to F. And I said, nope, not my vibe. Have yeah. a great night. Bye. Unmatched. Yeah. Another one was, I realized I matched you and I was flying over Nashville. Sir. Shut up. You were not yeah. doing that. You did that on purpose and also no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then another one came through and was like, I'm just visiting and I'm on Broadway. I'm like, that's great. Have a great time. Leave me alone. Yeah, leave me alone. Go, go, go. Hang out some other girls drunk on Broadway and on vacation. Yep. And what all three of those want? Yeah. A hookup. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. not looking for anything more than that. No. Yeah. So, I, so my, my, so I get my, overall, my advice to you would be at least three to four dates and every date be something different and in a space that, like, like I did, like I was looking for, okay, first the fun and then the family and then just really getting to know them kind of thing. So kind of do different dates. Well, so I'm just at this point, Scuba, where I feel very meh. Yeah. Like, I just, and I don't know if it's because so many people have just really messed with me that I'm just like, man, you better be a freaking unicorn, which is already what I'm looking for. I'm already literally looking for a unicorn. Yeah. But like, you better be a really freaking unicorn if you're going to like take my time and my energy because (laughs) I'm tired. It's what is the, the, there's a meme. I'm tired of this grandpa. Do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen it now. It's in a movie, I believe. But she like yells at him and she's like, I'm tired of this grandpa. And he's like, that's too damn bad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what I feel like. Okay. I feel like I'm the little girl yeah. in the dating and my parents yeah. are like, well, <laughs> this is what you're going to have to do to find somebody. So what is your age range that you usually go after? It's either my age or two, I think I have it to like 35. Okay. So, so maybe, maybe start looking for guys that are 40 or not. Yeah. Like I don't 30, know if I'm there. 40. I don't know if I've depth. I've, I've tipped my, <laughs> why can't I say dip yeah. my toes into that water? But then it's also like, then you go to that age range and you're like, well, why are you so single at that age? But this age range is this time is different because mm-hmm. some people now are, have been so career focused for a really long time. And, and it takes longer to get your career going than it did in the seventies where you're, you're going out of college and you're already making good money and you can buy a house for $20,000 and have a family and be just fine. Yep. So maybe guys and girls are having to find love later in life. So I guess maybe look for an older guy, not too old, not like 50. Yeah. Well, that's like, why so far currently I'm looking at least six years older. So okay. I got, I okay, got so you're a, going older. Yeah, yeah. I got a little bit yeah, in there. Yeah, because I would say younger, you're probably no. not not I, good. Hard pass on that for me. Yeah. It's just, unless like they're just, unless I meet them naturally and yeah. like if I'm purposely looking, no, I'm not looking younger. But if I yeah. meet someone and they're an amazing, great guy and they're younger, that's is what it is. Yes. Yeah. And the but, younger mean like, like a year or two or three years maybe. Yeah. Not like 10 years 
Oh, it was like a guy 10 years. A child. Yes. I almost had to say, hate to say this, but it's the truth. I feel like a 10 year younger guy versus a 10 year younger girl can be a whole different kind of person. Oh, absolutely. I think women mature a little faster and quicker, mm-hmm. whereas guys are like, boobs. Yeah. Yeah. But it, yeah. like the reason I asked you is because I've, I've been on three dates with a guy and I okay. think he's awesome and we've had great dates. And I just like, I just don't know if there's just this blockage happening to me where I just am like, something has to happen for it like almost to be like unlocked for me to be like oh yay yeah you're really awesome well what were your three dates like what were the if you don't mind saying like yeah. where did you go the first you do? date we did pins we went duck pin bowling okay that's fun okay cool uh-huh. so his fun side and second date he came to a concert with me okay cool and third date we went to dinner so all variations of dates okay. i've different. seen them in different environments and i'm like there's there's no red flags yeah and we like had like intense conversations especially at dinner we were like what's the three things you're not supposed to talk about let's talk about them okay <laughs> Here we are. Yeah, like, yeah, let's yeah. get serious if okay. this is going to work. And so, and everything, like, we line up. Like, it, it's a good Aligned. match. Okay. You align up what you're looking for long term and yeah. short term. So, but is I good just. good family or he's good with family? Yeah. And, okay. and, like, as far as everything, like, we kind of believe in, all that, you know, all the very serious aspects of dating, all yeah. good. And all the important things are mm-hmm. matching up, but there's just no spark or there's no, there's no, like, Physical chemistry. There is. It's like I am excited to talk to him and I am excited to go out with him or I would have canceled by now. Of course, I, yeah. I know my personality. I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah. But I, there's just like a part of me that's almost like something is just like turned off, not from him, like genuinely like a thing in my brain is straight up turned off. And it's like it's just somebody's like knocking on the door and it's just not answering. Does that gotcha. make sense? Yeah. So basically it's not him. It's not him. It's Mm-mm. it's because of your experience with dating. You're just turned mm-hmm. off in general. Okay, so that wouldn't fault him for it but then. It's been like, yeah, no, I'm not. And I am yeah, going to yeah. go out with him again. We're going to hang out again and do like a more chill setting so I can see like, do we vibe on like just a very normal, like we've done a lot of cool things. Yeah. Do we vibe when there's not something cool happening? Okay, so then have so. you done, because my fourth date with my wife was one where it was with like her three or four really good friends and then her brother and her cousin, like like her tribe, basically came oh, out. We had we had like a, we had like a tribe date. See, that would happen for me in like seven dates. Okay, I Maybe. don't even inter- I don't bring in the friends until it's like okay, I think I might consider this guy. Yeah, because I don't honestly, think friends matter because it's not family. Oh, listen, my friends go hard, but they don't need. But the, I would have them not go hard. I would I would have them be more spectators. So that way they're, they're there, they're hanging out, they're talking and almost like listen more than speak. Mm-hmm. So you can hear how, he, what he's saying and how he's saying it, how he's acting. Um, don't have him be the, the interrogating trio because then, <laughs> then it's no fun for anybody. Even no. if he's a great guy, it's no fun. You almost have to tell them, hey, we're going to go out and I'm bringing my friends and maybe even have him bring a couple of his friends. Mm-hmm. So then you can see what he is like with his friends. Is he going to be a dick? Is he going to ignore you? Is he going to treat you differently? Is he going to be mach- machismo type guy? Or is he going to be really cool still? And also, how are his friends? He's always, they're always, always going to be one dick friend. Yeah. Are, are, are all of his friends assholes? Are all of his friends on a level where you're never going to match? Then I feel like that would be a good one, especially if you're in a place where you've already dated so much and you're, 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 you're turned off inside, not by him, but just by dating in general. Yeah. I feel like you just speed it up a little bit. And the fourth or fifth date should be the uh, meet my friends and, th- and even say, this doesn't mean... We're super serious. This just means I want you to hang, see my friends and I just want to hang out with you and have your friends hang out. And you know, we just do like a group okay. thing, just a group setting. That makes me terrified. But yeah, yeah, but, but it's terrifying. But, but you shouldn't put it in the space to him and also to you of like, OK, this means we're going to get married now. This just means no. I'm just curious. I just want to put you in another setting to see how you do in this setting and maybe be honest with him. Be like, look, 
you know, dating is weird for me and I've dated a lot and maybe you've already talked about this with him and just say, Hey, look, I just want to kind of hang out with some friends, just do something really chill and then leave it at that. And then your friends will then be really chill and say, girls, they will, they will, they'll yeah. totally do whatever I'm like, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just more that like, I don't know when I bring people around at this point in my life, it's definitely more serious yeah. than it is not. Yeah. But I, I just don't know. I, I'm just in, I'm in a weird place. I know. But is he someone that you would see yourself being serious with based on the things you've talked about? Yeah. Like, like I said, he's well, then like, why not then? Let's just do it. I know. I just like, I'm telling you, just something in me is like, yeah, meh. Yeah, Literally, that's the only word I can use to describe know, it. It's like, I am meh. <laughs> I know, I know. But it's like, if you're all, but you're always being meh until at some point you, like, I, I guess, try. And I have noticed too, this is, <laughs> I'm being so honest. And dad, please stop listening if you're listening right now. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to turn it up even louder. <laughs> <laughs> I have noticed that there is more physical attraction with guys that aren't as nice. And I don't like that. Oh, that, that, I think it's the problem with women in general. I don't, it's not even, it's like, it's something about it that like the physical the attraction, it, it's not even the bad boy aspect. It's just that the like being they, ignored. no, like it, it's like the, the energy that they put out or whatever. Because I don't know. Because they're confident. I don't know. They're confident they're, on the outside, but on the inside great, they're not. They're great kissers. Okay. Is really what it well, is. Because they've been around the block a lot. Like I said, dad, please stop listening. Definitely. Um, they don't kiss a tongue, dad. Just <laughs> lips. Uh, but it, it's just like there, yeah, like there's something about it that I've noticed that like nicer guys just aren't as, I, I don't know what the word is. Because the nicer guys are the one, like I was a nicer guy because I was always afraid to be the, the one to mm-hmm. initiate because I, I was always afraid of fear and I was the fear of rejection and all that kind of stuff. A guy who is, puts himself out there more, isn't afraid of rejection because they, because by the time they got the kiss from you and not saying it's you, dad, um, <laughs> not you, dad, dad, but your daughter, dad, <laughs> but because they, because before they kissed you, they tried it with nine other girls. And yeah. then finally you're the one that said yes. I know. And so he's like, I already been said no to nine times and this one works. So, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. so those unfortunate are the guys because they play the odds and a guy who's nice doesn't play the odds because they're afraid of rejection and they're afraid of, well, they're all not even just rejection. They're also afraid of like, of, um, I think just afraid. <laughs> I know. And I, trust me, I've, I've gone yeah, through all that. Nervous. I, so like, you know what I'm really looking for, it's a guy that I like to kiss and he's a good guy. Yeah. And that seems impossible to find. Yeah. Well, Cause the guy that, you, that the, the good guy doesn't likes to kiss, but he's afraid to kiss. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. took, like I didn't kiss my wife until the fourth or fifth date. We didn't kiss. And it was because I was also nervous. I mean, and she just let me play it out. Cracking me up. The fact that like the first day you were like ready to take her home. And like the fifth day you were like, that's when I finally kissed her. (laughs) Well, honestly, I mean, if they probably even happened, I'd probably been so nervous. I probably wouldn't have even gone back to the place. I'd be like, she went back to my place. I'm like, no, it's actually, I got something I got. I I can't. Bye. And I probably would have left her. I talk a big game, but I probably would have never even had the big game. That's fair. So I think you need to get. This is hilarious. I I just am I loving the the story of sequence of how it's happening. Oh, totally. Yeah, because that's yeah. Again, the, so. the nicer guy probably would have that intention, but never actually do it. Yeah. So I think you almost have to give the nicer guy a chance, or maybe you unfortunately have to be the one that makes the move, and then and then know that the first ten seconds of that kiss are going to be a nervous <laughs> kiss, but then it's eventually going to work itself out. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like kissing hey, a fish at I'm first. Get, I'm getting very vulnerable here, and I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah, that's that's my current dilemma that I yeah am yeah, in. yeah yeah yeah. And yeah, I'm okay. trying to trying to wade through the waters and understand and yeah have but patience. You, but, but you're obviously the more confident one in the relationship. Like my wife was always the more confident one. So I feel like you. I feel like that's actually a good thing too to be the more confident 
and the stronger and okay to be on your own and to be with a guy who's nervous and nice. I have always wanted a nerdy guy. Like yeah. that is my vibe. Well, I don't then, want like Peter. You want Peter Parker. I do. Or, um, crap. What's his name? What's Superman's name? Clark, oh, Clark Kent. Kent. I Clark, want a yeah. guy who's like nerdy. You don't want Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I need a Clark Kent yeah. or a Peter Parker who's like, you know, works hard. He's got a n- nice physique because yeah. he secretly loves the gym. Yeah. But he really loves nerdy things. Yes. And he doesn't go on Instagram taking pictures of his body because he's nervous and he's, he's yeah. self-conscious about himself. So if, if Peter Parker or Clark Kent are listening, I'm looking for you. <laughs> Was this guy Peter Parker or Clark Kent? Yeah, so far. Okay. So far. Okay. Well, then there I would you put go. him in that category so far. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, well I could go like a fourth day. I'm like, never mind. I take it back. I take it all back. Yeah. Oh, this is spam risk. <laughs> Want to see what they have to say? Oh. Yellow. This is an urgent notice. Oh, it's urgent. This is our final attempt to reach you to qualify for health Tim. coverage. This oh my gosh. Your health it's, coverage is going to go away. It's always a final attempt. Spam calls. There's always the final attempt. It's always something to do with healthcare or wiener pills. I love how it's automated and then it goes to somebody. I know. I know. They, they heard me talking about we- mm. I said wiener pills and they go, oh, uh, nope. Uh, they're trying to mess with us. They got on us. Yeah, they got on it real quick. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, no, I don't want to go into this anymore. Okay. I felt like I had a therapy <laughs> session turned back on yeah, me. Exactly. So, coming and I'm in- the one sitting on the couch. You're in I a chair. Know. I know. <laughs> coming in at the number one spot was Amy. <laughs> she got up. <laughs> Scuba, trying to move Morgan. forward. Okay, sorry, you're, and your dad's like, listening. Your dad's like, like, let him talk more. He has great points. Oh, yeah. Trust me, you're not saying anything. My friends or my family I have know, not I said know, to yeah, me. I know, I know. Um, and we got mistaken <laughs> as Caitlin's mom. Caitlin is Bobby's wife. Yes. And it was a whole scenario, and Amy's still pretty upset by it, but that comes in at the number one spot this week. But I don't got anything else because I have, I tried to make scuba go in therapy. I yeah. reluctantly came into therapy, and yes. now we are done. Well, my and my thing on the whole Amy thing, and I and I had an opinion on it was what, the way I was thinking about it was two things. One, either the guy was obviously trying to hit on Amy and was like probably trying to be like, "Oh, you're the older sister," and flubbed his words and said, "Mom," I was like, "Ah, oh, crap, I can't go back on it now." But I was even thinking about it could be in the sense of, and this is just the way I was thinking about it was Caitlyn does look younger than thirty. She's 30, right? 30 or 31? 31. 31. But she looks younger. And, and I feel like a lot of women who are in that that 25 to 30 range look like they're 21, 22 or whatever. So I saw it as um, as Amy could be her mother, but Amy is a young mom, like someone who had a kid at 15 or 16, which is very, very common. And you see women a lot. Like there was that one story in the news where some guy was dating a woman who looks like it could be his, a daughter's friend or whatever. Yeah, or no, his like it, it, could, it looks like his daughter. But I know a lot of people who had kids. One of my cousins had a kid at fourteen, and she had a, and then now she's you know older. She's thirty five to forty range, mm-hmm. and a lot of times people will assume that um, that that's like her friend or or or, or how what am I trying to say now? I'm I'm actually trying to be very cautious because <laughs> I don't want to piss anyone off. But I guess I'll just get to the, I won't do any Leica or give us the meat scuba the meat is basically my point is that Amy could look like her mother, but it had her at a very young age yeah. and Amy looks young and the daughter looks younger. And so it could be like, oh, this is your daughter, but you had her when you were younger and you're now 40 and she's 25. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and cause Kate looks like she could be 25 and Amy, you know, looks like she's you know mid thirties. You know, my, my other theory too, is that they had her son with them. Steven Stevenson was with them. Yeah. And 
sometimes it, people just see a group of people, and if there's two kids, they're like, okay, who looks the just the oldest of that group? Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's the mom. And they don't think twice about ages. They don't think twice about anything. It's just yeah. a generalization yeah. that I feel might have happened. And yeah. it wasn't like... Because and honestly, most of the time, like they were doing, they were running errands and sometimes you don't see like girls running errands together. My yeah. friends and I do. And like some people do, but it's just not, maybe not as often for this guy that he sees that happen. Yeah. And so he was just like, ah, oh, it's her mom and her kids. Totally. Yeah. And didn't even like look at them. It was yeah. just like generalization of people. Yes. If that makes sense. It does. Yeah. And we also live in the South where everyone, you go to the, you go to Walmart and everyone's like, Hey, how's, how are you? And like, I've never uh-huh. seen you in my whole life. Everyone's very outspoken and just talks and tries to make conversation. Yes. Whereas like on the West coast, people would keep their heads in their phones or don't even look at people and, yeah, and go like, on with their day. We don't need to talk to each other. Yeah, I ain't talking to her. She, like, is that her my daughter? I don't know. Who cares? Next. Yeah. Yeah, and then Amy being hard on herself, she looks amazing. Oh, she looks awesome. Oh my god, she, like, looks, she looks like, like yeah. If I look like her Hell at her yeah. age, I'd be like, I'm killing it. Exactly. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. For her to have any sort of doubt on what she looks like, it's un- it baffles me. I'm like, I don't get it. She looks amazing. I know. Not even just for her age, she just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. So it's like I wouldn't. I'm just talking to the sky right now, but I don't. She shouldn't have any worry about any no, physical appearance or whatever. It's just when people say something, and it yeah. Especially if somebody says something that highlights an insecurity you already have. True, yeah, 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 yeah. Is when it's bad. Yeah. If it's not an insecurity you already have, you can typically brush it off pretty good and be like, whatever, I don't know who you are. But if it's something you're already insecure about yourself, and for women, society has taught us to be insecure about getting older. Yeah. So that's probably something, even if it's just in the back of her mind, and then it highlighted that and, and it brought just it triggered to the it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. That makes so sense. I have a feeling that's what it is, which just makes you sad. But yeah, part of part of being a woman. Part of being a woman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very tough. Unfortunately. Being a woman. Oh my god, you guys have it really tough. Thanks, Scuba. We're really gonna tough. end the podcast on that. You know why? Because that's a phrase I'm gonna use. <laughs> yeah, Thank you. You guys have it tough. Thank you. Well, Scuba, tell the people yeah. where they can find you. Oh, Listen they can, to you. They all can find stuff. me. I love how you did your hair like you're a, like a 1960s woman from New York. Listen, hey, I do, toots. I do that to my, my trainer a lot. He tells me to do something. I'm like, no. It's like a SWAT. No, I SWAT. Like, no. Where can I find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. And I'm trying to think, do I have anything else? I have a Vine account. Oh, my God. Um, is Vine not. even open still? Like, I still have Goodbye. it on my... You are a mess. Like whatever happened to Vine? Like why did they get rid of Vine? And I like, got deleted. And then five years ago they brought up TikTok and it's the same damn thing. It's like why would you get rid of Vine when it was better than TikTok? Vine was amazing. I love it. Dude, Vine was awesome. Oh, Vine it. is gone now. It's no longer. Oh, oh no, yeah. here it is. It's Vine, but now I have to download it again. And it's called Vine. Vine 2.0. Vine camera. Unable to install Vine camera. Oh, it's probably oh. not real. It's probably like they forgot to like totally inactivate it. Because for a while there, when they got rid of Vine, it was still an app for a minute. And then they took Vine and they turned it into a camera thing. Pic- feature thing. And I had a lot of followers on Vine. Like I was killing it in Vine. And I did really well. Well, then and went, go kill it on TikTok. What are you doing? Hell no, I ain't going on TikTok. Oh my goodness. Dude, TikTok is then so dumb. Then post them on Instagram. Post what on Instagram? Your Vines that you would have done. I know. Well, they're on my they're on my old phones. I got I have to take off and put on there. Um, but yeah, that'd be actually that's a great idea. You're welcome. Thank you. But I'm you not can, the digital director yeah. for a reason. What do you mean put on Instagram? Oh, so you mean like when people take their TikToks and put on Instagram, I should do anything but put a vine on there. Yeah. Because I put my MySpace videos Just on there. Brilliant too? idea. Wow. Okay. Cool. All right. Interesting. Um, You're welcome. You, you can find. That's <laughs> what I'm paid for. Sometimes. That's how you make your salary. Sometimes. Um, you. Can, I even. I have a Periscope account here. Does Periscope Periscope still a thing? Uh yeah. Uh no. 
It's not a it thing anymore? Was, it was for a really long time. And then I think, yeah, when all this stuff happened with Twitter, it got deleted. Going live and stuff. Because it was a Twitter associated brand. It was, yeah. And I used to have iHeartRadio's Periscope login for the whole company. Oh, that's Because we used to do it once a week. We used to do bits in San Francisco where they gave us like the platform because they saw what we were doing on our social. And they're like... Mm. Like we want you guys to go live with your with your bits because we were doing like these crazy, like unbelievably real live things on our show, and they're like, "Holy crap!" The traction we were getting. I wish I remember the guy's name that used to that used to run it all. I don't know if he's still there or not. He was like, "Dude, can you can I give you access to the iHeartRadio?" I, I was like, "You want to give me the access to the iHeartRadio account?" He's like, "Yeah, dude." And I had to log in and everything. We used to log in once a week and do live periscopes from the studio or from wherever we were doing things on our show, but out out and about in the streets. Um, but yeah, anyways, I have periscopes still, but. Okay, well, Periscope is not a thing. So, Periscope is not a thing. And Scuba's going to put his vines on Instagram, so go follow him on Instagram. Yes. So, for all sure. I have on here that functions and works is my Twitter and my Instagram. And you can find me at Scuba Steve Radio. S-C-B-A-S-T-V-R-I-D-O. That hurt my brain. <laughs> <laughs> you can also follow the show at Bobby Bone Show on all the things. And, of course, you can come hang out with me on all the things that Scuba Steve is definitely not on. Yeah. Um, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm trying to get into Lemonade. That's a new one. Lemonade? Lemon 8. Lemon 8. Yeah. What happened to Be it's Real? It's like Pinterest. Oh, I'm still on Be Real. Is Be Real still a thing or is that fading? No, it's still there. Okay. I just don't, I just forget to do it sometimes. Sounds like it's fading then. It's not fading. It's just, I'm not, there's so many things that I can't keep track of, especially on top of keeping track of the show stuff. So some exactly. of mine gets That's why we need to dial down these damn apps and just have a top three and call it a day. Ba-dum. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. Have a great weekend. Scuba Steve Radio, Web Girl Morgan. Yeah. You can follow us and you can see more antics on mine, hopefully on Scuba's too, and if he'll just post his vines. Yeah. <laughs> that is all. Bye, y'all. It's the Bobby Bone Show. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.